Welcome to Go Meet, a wrestling podcast. We're going to talk Impact. We're going to talk AEW in multiple forms. Starting with Impact, did you get to watch it? No, not this week. This is a go-home show. We're going to wind up with Fire and Flava versus Jordan and Question Mark, which will be answered during this episode. What was the answer? Violence by Design. Bro, I'll get there. I'll okay. get there. Violence ahead. by Design will wrestle in a bunch of people match versus Storm Saban and Eddie and Willie. Sammy Callahan, Trey Miguel, Deanna Prazo, Tennille, Rich Swan, Omega. I will probably gloss over some parts of this. I'm not saying that it wasn't worth watching. I'm just saying that in the interest of brevity some of this we will gloss through. Obviously, the thing that the wrestling world is interested in the most, Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega, because who knows who could possibly win that match. I will say the shocker of a lifetime would be Kenny eats a pin in any way, even if Moose comes out and sucker punches him. There's, it would be so weird to see Rich Swan walk into AEW on two. Shame. I think he'd be a good commercial. If Rich Swan walked into AEW on, I want to. How see, could you keep that a secret though? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, wouldn't somebody in TV taping like put that out on some little smart cameraman or whatever? They've been pretty good about keeping spoilers mm-hmm. relatively. Maybe they'll down do, down to a minimum. I mean, it's a pay per view. They probably will go live. Yeah. So they don't have to keep it a secret. And then, dude, it would be crazy, crazy. Or, you know, the fantasy book, Mox comes out, Eddie comes out, they take care of the good brothers, they wind up causing the distraction for Rich to win, and then, you know, that would be no way that happens. No, yeah. There's, I, no, I mean, you, there's no reason to put your belt on the smaller belt's product, but... It's yeah. It'd be I, so I don't know. Much fun. This is just one of those situations where it's just like the the reality kind of sets in, and you're just like, they said like, oh, it won't be a, a DQ, and it's like, it's gonna have to be a DQ unless you want Kenny to to take Impact's belt and do nothing with it. And I I don't. Did you did you? I hear, don't want that to happen. You did hear the way they got. They said that though. What was it? Khan basically said. And I loved it. Khan said, you know, uh, Scott Demore said, uh, I guarantee you this won't be like you've always heard. And Khan, said, and Khan interjected with, we've never had a DQ in a championship match. Our official will be there. Which could, A, lead you to our official will cheat him out of the belt. Which, if their official cheats him out of the belt, Demore could say breach contract and keep the belt on Rich in the wrestling world. That's valid. Uh, I just I hate doing all the the messy messy but, stuff. But it was inter- it, it was interesting for Khan to say we've never had a DQ in a championship match because, in a way, he's alluding to how wonderful it is that the rules don't count when we're fighting a championship match, which is cool because I kind of knew that already. Might as well tell me. Because I've never, you know, I've, I've always watched these title matches, and it's like, oh wow, they've been fighting outside the ring now for a half hour. Well, I think that's, which is that, fine. That's the same thing that like New Japan does, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're at, at the very least the they 
they give Red Shoes some agency where they say Red Shoes has been in this scenario so many times he doesn't want to call a DQ finish for a match like this because mm -hmm. the participants will be unhappy, the fans will be unhappy. So I'm just not going to count to three. Start over, do it again. I, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Okay, so the Good Brothers want to fight and decay, and Crazy Steve is so much better than you think. I thought Taurus had, uh, had heard a, uh, a wheel there. But it turned out that was part of the gimmick because he winds up getting hurt again outside of the ring and you've got uh, Crazy Steve isolated. He gets the magic killer, which is fine. And, dude, I will say this. This match was better than I thought it could be. And Crazy Steve and Taurus are just great workers. Dude, that that whoever is underneath that bullhead is a good wrestler. <laughs> He's a really good wrestler. Anyway, uh, Tennille. I think they'll ever have like a mask versus head match. Or do you think that counts as a mask? You know what I mean? Oh, that's not. That's. That's Tori. Ah, yeah. Dude, that's that's out of Mexico. That's outskirts of Mexico City. He, he, he came straight out of that, you know. Straight out the. Uh, Aztec, whatever. Out yeah. the maze. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. No. What was the. The Minotaur. Min Minotaur, yeah. Yeah, but what what was the maze called? It had specific... I'll think of it later. Okay. We got... Um, Tennille wins a scripted-driven match, which was not much of a match with Susan. As Susan is having these inner turmoil issues where she's screaming, I'm Susan, trust me, which there will be a plot to that at some point. Oh, uh, I remember the name. It's the name of the best David Bowie movie. Labyrinth. Right. Right. Good. Labyrinth is good. It's Jim Henson, right? Yeah. Um, I never. I don't think I ever like watched it fully. I watched it with my friends, but I was just for whatever reason out of it. Dialed out. Yeah. yeah I just. I don't know. I mean, Dude. every time David Bowie popped up on screen, it was distracting for a couple reasons. Right. Right. Um, Brian, <laughs> Brian Myers will not live in the past. By golly. By golly. He accepts Matt's challenge. And he took his eye patch off. It makes you wonder if that was legitimate. It really does. Sammy Callahan gives you the, uh, I'm going to make an example out of you to Trey Miguel speech there backstage, which was fine. Jake something loses to Shira as he has somehow realigned with Rohit. Again, that's fine. Throughout the show, we wind up with, um, different wrestlers telling you of course the impact wrestling champion is going to win they're giving you their predictions uh swan gives the i don't uh, he says basically the the classic i don't want to wait promo and wants omega to come out there and let's fight it out and instead we get Callus and Kenny on the big screen and Callus and Kenny do a wonderful job here of belittling Rich and letting the world know how New Japan Wrestling is now New Japan Wrestling because of Kenny. The financials uptick of pro wrestling across the board is because of Kenny Omega and he does it. He gives a good case for all of that and it was very well done, and then Moose comes out. Okay, love Moose. And Moose walks to the to the ring, and he lets Rich know he's like, you know, good and well. I mean, I've seen you wrestle Omega. I've seen Omega beat you, 
you know that you left those matches, you felt okay. He never kicked your ass. You know, you, you beat me, but you know I'm the one who won the fight. And he says, if you lose that title, Kenny's the last thing you need to be worried about. <laughs> you may lose that fight, but you are... You better win that title. You better keep that belt because I'm coming to get that belt. And if it ain't here, I'm going to be pissed. Dude, that's great promo. Though. Dude, and what would be great is if Omega were to win the belt and Moose show up on AEW. Dude, I just, I do, I want, that's kind of what I wanted more than anything was to see some Impact talent mix it up with AEW talent. On their show. Yeah. But then uh, the problem on, is. On both shows, you know. Well, think about this too. And they do wind up with, of course, the Good Brothers are wrestling Finn Juice, and Finn Juice gives a promo from over there, and they're just hilarious. I love. Oh, they're so charismatic and funny. I I can't help when I hear old Finn to uh, Juice Robinson talk. It's just man, somehow I have to find a way to get Bo Dallas beside him and let them just. They they have very much the same (laughs) energy. Someone pointed that out to me. I think like last week, where it was just like, yeah, they they're dude. Similar in terms of just just their energy, their the the way they speak, the cadences, they the, kind of look a little even bit the way similar. they pause. Yeah, he, look, he looks way more like Juice's brother than he does Bray Wyatt's. That's so true. You know what I mean? <laughs> this, and the Bo and the Bo Leave character was always a little similar to the Greenpeace character that Juice kind of yeah. had in NXT too. So there is a little bit of that, but they do Bo's just a little bit smaller version of Juice. Uh, and uh, but anyway, I'll digress from that. Uh, Jordan versus Kiera Hogan, and uh, Jordan hits the muscle buster, which was cool for the finish. Um, so that confirms that Samoa Joe is going to wind up here. Yes, and, and Samoa Joe and Jordan are going to wind up being tag team champs till they don't till they want to give up the belts. Dude, come on, where's that at? Uh, Tasha winds up attacking, and Rachel Ellering. Precious Paul Ellering's daughter comes running down, and how'd that go? She's big. She's not like I don't think she spends as much time in the weight room as Jordan, but she's she's bigger than Jordan, like height wise, and not broad shoulders. Like I said, she's not quite as muscular, but dude, she's big, strong. She looked fluid. Um, all you saw was the run-in style, so we won't know if she can wrestle till this Where was match. the last time we saw her? Because she looks really familiar. I don't remember seeing her. She does have that look, though, right? No, I, I very clearly remember seeing her, though. I don't know if it was like on AEW Dark Dude, or something. It makes sense that she would have been on one of those shows when they were bringing in indie talent. Yeah. Um, but anyway... It was that was I kind of got excited about that because I thought for sure it was going to be the um, wild girl that they've been promoing who's been listening to the Ramones and hanging out in a CBGB style bathroom for the last few weeks, getting ready to make her comeback. She's an ex knockout champion, all that stuff. So she's making a return. So I thought for sure it wasn't really going to be a surprise, and yet here we do. We got one introducing a new character. Like I said, she looks big, strong, imposing. Uh, fluid as an athlete. This is a great women's division anyway. So awesome. It'll work out. EY, speaking of great wrestling, EY versus Eddie is your main event. I thought EY got injured in this match and wrestled oh, with a, no. 
or before it or something, he put out a big long text about how he went out there because he respected Eddie and had a banger anyway. And I don't know if it was a banger, but he went out there and they, they did their thing. EY rolled him up for the win. And then, of course, everybody that was outside of the ring winds up fighting inside of the ring, and, and we get that. Striker um, goes through the whole card screaming, only 72 hours away. Big night for Impact Wrestling. Probably the biggest night they're going to have will be Sunday. And you're predicting that the titles stay home. Yeah. I just I just don't see a way that Kenny gets it and that's at all advantageous for Impact. I just don't understand how if they entered into this agreement, and I'm probably 100% wrong, you're probably right. I don't understand how you enter into this agreement if you're AEW and you don't start out with, we're going to take your belts. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're right. I'm going to give you a bunch of money. I'm going to put a guy that is pushing the envelope of being one of the biggest forces in pro wrestling on your show. You're not going to have to pay him to be there. I'm going to do that. We get the belt, though. I'm going to get your belt for a little while. I'll give it back to you. Okay. I'll, let you I'll let you know when. Ah, <laughs> uh, you got a point there. You got a point there. I just don't understand how it seems like we spent a whole lot of time to wind up with nothing at the end of this. Shoot. And we keep pumping the invisible hand and the and the forbidden door and all that stuff. But let's get into AEW because this was a great show. This was a yeah, it was a fantastic show. Hangman Page versus Ricky Starks and. Taz is talking outside with Tony and Tony Caliber. What did you think of the match? The match itself I thought was quite good. I mean, I really, really, really like both of those guys. Obviously, there was the kind of scary spot where Ricky Starks lands literally right on his neck. Mm -hmm. And then pops up and is fine for the rest of the match. I was scared. That, dude, it looks so bad, but he got up so immediately. I was just like, uh, I think that was almost a message to us that I'm okay. I feel like I see wrestlers do that when they take like a slightly bad bump. They're like, "Oh man, that must look nasty," but I'm okay. Yeah, I'm right. okay. I'm gonna pop up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Don't worry, fellas. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was great. He thanked like DDP Yoga, which is so funny. Right. Which he, is also legit. Yeah. <laughs> he um he hurt the leg a little bit in the mm -hmm. match, and then that winds up helping Hangman get the 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 submission style headlock pulling on the leg finish. Yeah, it was like a bulldog choke combined with like an STF. Yeah. You know? I I don't know if like like an MMA coach would say that works and all. I don't know how that works. I do know that I love the concept of him having some form of Oh yeah. I do like that Darby Allen can finish his matches in three to five ways. I do want Hangman to have multiple ways because it it allows for the storytelling to be so much better than I've never seen him win with a finish. Why are we spending five minutes while this guy tries to crawl out of it? You know what I mean? And I, and there's and once you get eight minutes into a TV match, twelve minutes into a pay per view match, there is the anxiousness whenever somebody's on the ground and in a hold because it's possible. Yeah. Same thing with it's totally like, possible. I, I get it, you know, I, I might be able to hit my finisher right here. You know, so that I, I like that concept and I think there's they're getting that pretty the company itself is getting that really well. Um the elite get into an old dude. 
Okay, when they got in that trailer, I thought, hmm, that's not a new trailer. The spray paint on the side that says Elite doesn't, like, hmm. Still got paint dripping from And it. later, if you notice, when they're inside of it and they're doing the thing, if you look at the floor, the whole floor is not done. Because the, the part the couch is on, they didn't bother to pick the couch up and move it to finish the floor. <laughs> so there's just, like, this one area of, like, dark gray and then, the, like, the really nice... Uh, tile that's right there, the little clip-on tile that yeah. you put on there. And so it was kind of funny to me because I was thinking something's going to happen. With I don't know if they're going to tear the inside up or what, but that ain't their trailer, right? And we get the payoff later, but it was just funny when I saw that. Uh, Alex winds up helping with the Penta promo, which comes into play later. Penta having a cowl, a Batman cowl for a helmet yes. is nice. For a mask is nice. Uh, I thought, what did you think about the Penta match here Penta, Penta Trent. Trent yes Trent Trent with a question mark now Alex winds up the finish winds up being you know uh, a little bit of stuff outside not not a whole lot but you do get the Alex when Trent has it going his way grabbing the microphone and saying something to the effect of you suck and your mom sucks too Penta says that you suck and your, your mom, friend sucks and your mom sucks too it, it was just th- then they all wind up in the ring <laughs> and Orange is going to do his thing. And what? how did Orange wind up being out of it? Did Penta hit Orange? Penta kicked Orange. Yeah. Which allowed Alex to hit Trent when he turned with, I guess AEW has concrete microphones. Because <laughs> anytime there's a microphone smack, that dude's out. But he hits him with the microphone. Penta does the package pile driver. Done deal. I thought the match was good. I didn't really mind the wonk on it. No, no, no. I I, I really like the Alex Abrahantes pairing with Penta. Just because, A, giving Penta a mouthpiece. In addition to Alex Abrahantes, he's like an announcer. And he also like works for, what's that? The the selling channel? The item selling channel? Oh. QVC or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's worked for them in the past, too, so he has this really clean-cut voice, this, yeah. like, selling voice. And then when he says something like, Penta says that he's going to break your arm so you can't hold your child is so funny. Yeah. It adds a layer to it that's like, man, that's horrible. <laughs> you kind of sold me on it. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just the, the clean-cut voice mixed with the horrible message is, is so perfect. Right. Now, in addition, to, he looked like he was having a blast. Yeah. Literally, he went out there and he looked like he. This was his moment. Oh yeah. He was. He was so happy, man. I. I it was infectious a little bit. Now we get the pentacle. Uh, pinnacle session with Jr. And I thought MJF. Dude, I just will say it. I thought I wasn't blown away like everybody else was about the Jericho promo last week. No the promo we're going to get to later. Uh, I was, was complete, really not happy. Complete with. throwaway for me. But. MJF slayed that promo. This whole segment was perfect. Wardlow gets a little bit of a talking segment to strut his stuff. I thought that was effective. Wardlow saying, yeah, that, first MJF points out, Jerry, you called that the greatest promo of all time, didn't you? Yeah. And then, then MJF will later explain why it's not. Even better, though, M- Wardlow says, yeah, you were doing pretty good to you my name came out of your mouth and you had trouble even getting my name out of your mouth because you knew you messed up when you mentioned me. That was so dope. Yes. That's so dope. And then MJF, he brings the intensity when he needs to. He brings the calmness Mm -hmm. when he needs to. I thought it was, thought it was a great promo. Dude, the, uh, 
and, and there is a little bit, there was a little bit when I'm watching of there's some truth to what he's doing here. And it felt so hollow when Jericho was on the other end saying That's what I'm, I, saying uh, you didn't have to fire in the promo. And like you could tell that like Jericho I mean, was like literally trying to return the uh, I'm pulling back the curtain part of MJF's promo with why his promo isn't all that. And it was like, no, dude. No, dude. If that's what you think, then you're missing it. Because he straight up said the Jericho rub seems to be you picking up and coming or established stars that everybody wants to see work with or without you and then taking the taking and it's like yeah 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 then he rattles off cody me uh you know you know come on and there i think absolutely there's an element of truth that but in the other way people do tune in to watch jericho and if they're not like you know what i mean there is a level of truth to that right and as is there is a level of of your kind of obfuscating the point a little right. bit. But which, is, which is great. Which is what you're supposed to yeah, heal. But also, as the demo god, the only program I can recall, correct me if I'm wrong, the only program I can recall him being in that was really a Jericho rub program was Cassidy. Yeah, I think so. Orange Cassidy. For All sure. the other ones were legitimate. These guys are, my, my, he's in a program with Moxley. Come on. That is a big deal. You know what I mean? Uh, Cody is... Cody's the biggest deal in all of pro wrestling history. Uh, yeah. Have you seen his bus? <laughs> okay. Okay, and so then... Um, Did I have a reason to get mad at Cody this week? He wasn't even on. He wasn't even on. Yeah. I feel like there was something I got mad at Cody for this week. Maybe it was the bus thing. Was the... I believe that in the segment as well, Dax had Brett the Hitman yes, hard socks on. Yes, I was on. wanting to bring it up at some point. And uh, what's the other guy's name? Not Dax, but... Cash. Cash Wheeler had... Okay, you know how we see all these wrestlers now or stars now will wear dress shoes with no socks? Yes. It looked like my man just rolled with the small socks, the ankle socks, and, and didn't bother to spring for the fancy leather. That And it was just like, that, my friend is awesome <laughs> I mean you you saw something on TV and didn't bother to call anybody and ask how that oh, works oh you just did it you just put your little running socks on and rolled out there in your in your Sunday best hey you should have done like your tag partner man <laughs> you should have worn bright they should have been wearing matching bright if he'd socks had, uh, if he'd have had Anvil Neidhart socks on dude that's the money that is Do the they money have, they right have. His head was about shaped like the top of a sock, square. Yeah. So, like, it was it was pretty good. Absolutely. Now, Sheeta and Te Conte have a, uh, a good match. I'd say great match. A good match. Bordering on great. And Sheeta retains... You want to talk about that match a little bit? Uh, I just liked it a lot. There wasn't anything like super specific about it that I thought was good. It's just I thought the execution of the moves was good. I thought the pacing of the match was pretty good. It was just, for me, an improvement from both both parties. Right. Now, Britt comes out. Speaking of an improvement, new graphic. Yes. She's the now the number one contender. Which, which what she's been doing the last couple weeks, talking about being the number one contender, has been so effective, and I think this is perfect. I'm so excited. And the inner circle come out. And Jake Hagar throws straws at the camera. That was the lamest possible joke. Was it that was dumb? So funny. It was dumb. Dude, 
somebody told them that those guys didn't get to talk last week. And so then they had Santana and him talk. And Santana's talk was okay. However, the point of it was you jump people from behind and you wait till you have the numbers advantage. And where I'm from, it ain't like that. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that's literally what you've been doing. Not only this part of your career. That's what LAX did. That's your whole career. That's and I love career. Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. It's uh, my favorite thing about y'all that I, you fight when you have the advantage. This whole segment was was not very good. Let's that's, move on to just QT Marshall burning up your television screen with electricity. I don't I know honestly, I kinda like QT. I, <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of come around on him. I went from like liking him as like, oh, he's pretty good to mm-hmm. not liking him because I'm like, man, they're really giving a lot of time to him to kind of I appreciate his role at the very least. Billy Gunn can still wrestle. Billy Gunn can still wrestle. And he's huge. He big. Yeah. He's big boy. You always, yeah. you always forget. Yeah. He's yeah, big. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, when he was wrestling as a young wrestler, pretty fluid for a for a big guy, you know? And so, yeah, he, he did really well in, in this scenario where he only gets to wrestle once every few months, right? And and he did really well. QT's a good worker. I, uh we wind up sells really well i think that's part of what sold me Mm -hmm. this week was that he was just selling right now billy gets punched in the gut by anthony agogo yeah and we wind up that that leads to the chain of events where not only does billy lose but the beatdown ensues the berserker who is really nick camarado and dustin winds up coming out to save here the joker face paint is that what that is no they just, he the, painted the, like the, half his face with a big smile. He painted smile. The, the lower half with the big smile, so I was like, Joker? Reminded me a little bit of one of the heels in uh, Mortal Kombat. That girl whose mouth gets bigger. Uh, Mil- Mil- Milana? Milena? Uh, yeah, that, that's her name. There you go. She- I think, I know, I th- okay, I'll look that up in a bit. I think it's, I think that's correct, though. Okay. And so then um, he winds up, they go old school, like you pointed out, the Dusty Rhodes wooden chair, somehow they have found, located one. Yeah, it was a real, real funky chair, so you look at that and you're like, is that? And it's the Haku angle, he hits him square yeah. in the face with it, breaks it, it doesn't. And it rules! It doesn't hurt him. <laughs> Interesting, though, the Berserker guy is a monster in this company, and he is literally smaller than Billy. That's the funny thing, but like you like look at him. Yeah, he say, "Oh yeah, I, I, dude, that he's intimidating." Why does a truck and all the yeah, chest hair? Dude, oh my god, he looks Chester. like straight from dude. the uh, like you dude. know, Magnum. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and, it, and it rules so much, Melina. By the way, yeah, he looks like a stride back in the evolutionary chain. Yes, in all the great ways. In all the great ways, <laughs> correct, correct, <laughs> including evidently a reinforced cranium. Yes, which is but that's, but that spot like there were so many moments during this episode where I was just like I can't. There's nothing I can feel in this moment except childlike glee. Yeah, correct. He, he, he smacked that wooden chair over that dude's head and he no sold it. That rules. He they ran a truck into a trailer. That freaking rules. To your point, next segment the elite is in their trailer. They're talking themselves yeah. up. It's going great, and we get the classic Stone Cold thing sitting out there honking omega's trying to give his promo as to why he's the greatest thing since sliced bread and somebody's honking outside somehow these guys are too thick-headed to realize what's probably coming uh they look out the window camera goes to outside of it we have mox and kingston kingston in a, in a big truck 
they ram the truck into the side of the trailer they come around to the other side he grabs it did you bring the pipe was the question that Mox of Kingston asked Mox yeah. did you bring the pipe breaks the window of the thing with the pipe nobody's in there they go inside look around these guys have fled and then he throws the pipe through there almost hitting Kingston yeah. in the beak in the, in the, in the, beak, the beak in the nose whatever you want to call it the beak in his beak and Mox is like, and Kingston's like, you dude, you couldn't wait for me to move? <laughs> and he's like, you know, well, you weren't going to move. Blah, blah, blah. And so they have this the neat, back and forth. They yes. have this neat buddy cop feel that works so well for them. I really enjoyed this. Oh, it, was, it was just fun. It At, was just so good. Another segment, Hobbs and Christian. They go out there, and Christian, again, like the match he had last time, this time a totally different style of beating he's taking. Because Kaz is a completely different wrestler for Hobbs. Hobbs is a big killing machine. He is presented as such in this match. Christian absorbs punishment until Hobbs's ego gets the better of him. Christian manages to get this thing into deep waters. Hobbs, even though he's about to win, he is carrying Christian around on his shoulders like a sack of potatoes. Puts him into the corner, walks to the middle of the ring poses for the camera just enough for Christian to slide out the back door, hit the kill switch, get the quick win, and get out of there. Well done. Well done. Right? Just put puts Hobbs over. Mm-hmm. Puts Christian over as, again, that kind of wily veteran. Wily veteran who can absorb punishment, which if he's going to be successful, this is going to be the story he has to tell. Also, I think he wants to tell stories, and that's easier to do when... You're selling a lot. Yes, then, I agree. You know what I mean? And Jungle Boy versus Darby is your main event of the evening. Well, dude, the main event of the evening was yes. several thousand years worth of pro wrestling outside of the ring fighting. And Luchasaurus. And Luchasaurus. <laughs> right. right, 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 right. But um, I think there's nothing that, that brings me more joy in an AEW episode than seeing, and next, our main event, and I look over and it's 8.30. I look over and I see that that whole time left is for the main event, and I'm like, "This is about to be, this is about to be the match." Absolutely, I love that. That that's something that I do think is great about the the TV format. Is you look over and you're like, "Man, yes, yeah, I'm about to get a 20 minute match." Yeah, at least, at least, and they fight. They did great. The, the interactions, the you know, Jungle Boy is really good at all the rolling around and all the subs submissions. Yeah, surprisingly, stuff. you kind of. I, I can't put Jungle Boy in a box at all. No. Everything he does is pretty daggum good. No. Besides the luxurious locks. Yes. That are just, what is the conditioner? Yes. Please tell us. Right. Because it doesn't get too frayed out there either. That's, and he that's doesn't come crazy. Out with, it's know, not frizzy. Right. 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 It Beautiful. doesn't get frizzy after being out there. That's crazy. Yeah. In the Florida moisture. Right. That's ludicrous. Right. That's ludicrous, Larry. Okay. And so then you wind up with... That's a Mike Tyson callback, by the way. It's, oh, it's ludicrous, Larry. When uh, Larry Merchant used to do the the post fight interviews, it's a Tyson. So you say that's ludicrous, Larry? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that wound up on like Saturday Night Live or something. But um, you wind up with Darby getting a flash uh, roll up, but it's it's more of a it's a hold. It's uh, he calls it the Last Supper, I believe. Yes, which is cool yeah he and so jungle boy winds up submitting right there or and, not, not not submitting he straight oh him. 
Yeah. He, oh, that's right. It, he it's could just get like, out of it's it. a ludicrous pinning combination. Correct. Correct. That's what I'm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's fantastic, and it's great that Darby can finish matches in different ways. It's he had to great. Cheat a little bit too to get there. He's also a great um, TV champion because you're never going to put him in a match where he just walks over the guy. Absolutely. So when he does wrestle, you can carve him out 20 minutes every week and let him sell it. He gets it. beaten up. Mm-hmm. He does have some wild offense. Right. Right. It could end at any moment just due to how the way he that he wrestles. Right. It's exciting. And you could have him like if you ever want him to drop the belt, you can absolutely have him drop the belt by on a Wednesday. Yeah. Missing that coffin drop and. It's yeah. yeah. I imagine that's the easiest part of the week to book. Right. Now you know if he if he misses it, if you just roll to the left, and he misses it. You can right on top of him. Yeah, he's dead. You know, but anyway, point being, great way. Now we did have the Sting versus Luchasaurus little fight off. I'm not even 100 percent sure what that was about. Uh, Post match, you had uh, almost forgotten Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Ethan Page, who have been standing around a little bit lately. They've been on Dark and Elevation. Yeah, they. Run- I did watch a match from Elevation from them. They're pretty good together. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, they're both great workers. So I haven't seen them wrestle together, but I can't you, imagine yeah. why it wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, they're both tag team wrestlers, right? And Murderhawk comes out. Yes. Kind of, sort of clears the ring, and then Sting strolls, strolls out. casually. Uh, even slower than casually. Yeah. But he has a baseball bat, so that matters. And we cut to the ending. Closing in on the stinger. Yes, the the final shot of the episode after this banger match with their young talent is the sting man, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who did not even actually save the day. No. That was murder. That was, that was Lance Archer. Yeah. <laughs> but. Questionable angles. But if you're going to be critical of of only that part of what we were critical of two segments in two hours. Oh, one dude, of them was, was less than a second. Dude, the match quality was through the yeah. roof. The talking segments were were great. I mean, I just felt like they really hit on everything they needed to. It was it was a really great episode. Now, did you want to talk a little bit about Dark and Elevation? Uh, I watched Dark Elevation, which was the first time I watched it, and uh, it's nice to see talent that you don't necessarily see every week on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Such as you saw Hybrid Two in a match, which they strut their stuff. It's it's enjoyable and uh, Angelico growing his hair out. It's quite luxurious as well. Nice. Uh, but it's also funny to see all these indie guys kind of stretch their gimmicks out. There was one. It was Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus. Oh, I was like, oh, dang, I can't remember their names now. But it, their their gimmick was that they were like a ringleader and a a circus lion. <laughs> And the lion guy, he's wearing a, a lucha mask that styles like a lion, and he has a piece of steak in his mouth, like, the whole match. Right. And then at the end, he ends up getting pinned, and he, the steak falls out of his mouth, and Jungle Boy picks it up and puts it in the referee's mouth. <laughs> and the referee kind of, like, does it while he's holding their hands up. They spits that, and he's like, oh, gross. Yeah. You get, for me, watching it's just, it's real easy. Mm-hmm. I watched it over the course of a couple days. If I was, like, eating something, you know, these days I can't eat food without watching something. Yes. So this is perfect for that. I'd loaded up a couple matches when I was eating. I get to see Hangman pop a beer with uh, the referee after a match. <laughs> yes. Just fun character moments, little bits of stuff that they're kind of testing out. I imagine that Elevation and Dark are both like testing grounds for 
ideas and video packages and stuff. Of course. You know what I mean? So much you, like much like Impact is the testing ground for the Tony Khan yes. on-screen character. Oh, Lord. Hopefully it will be the testing ground for a while longer. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's fun. And you get to see some stuff that, like uh, the, the Sheeta training package where she was on the beach. You only ever saw like a tiny bit of that on Dynamite, but on the Road to Dynamite episode, they had like a whole segment where she was, you know, training on the beach, kneeing and kicking, and it was awesome. Yeah. It was it was so 80s in all the perfect ways, including like the, the, the sweat headband. band. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so cool. Um, I do kind of wish that I would see a bit more of that on Dynamite. Uh, just it's but, so but hard though. They they in, in a week like like in most weeks I can generally complain about like oh this young bucks match did this really have to go twenty minutes and to, for them to get all their stuff in they could have got something else they could have trimmed that. trimmed right. a couple minutes off and given something but this week was like I don't really I wouldn't have cut minutes off anything really right now I thought uh, we talked about this earlier when we were watching um uh, when we were watching again the Darby match but. It feels to me like since NXT's gone away, they have let things breathe a little more. It, it's not every segment doesn't have to feel helter skelter. Yes, and yes. it feels like it's not that there's anything wrong with that, but no. this feels like an easier watch. It, it, I agree. it feels like they were designing the program to avoid channel changing during commercials, and now it feels like. They're just giving you as good a product as they can. And it's great. Yeah. And they've hit over a million viewers again both, this week. Both, yes indeed. That just rules. Yeah. I was so I was so I was hoping so much, but they got like one point one to one point two. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest segment was probably Tay Tay Sheeta, right? Tay Sheeta got a lot. Which was so cool. Yeah, she said something like we did a thing. But that also leans into because we know that Tony is a stats guy. The the company he owns outside of this is an advisory company for sports teams where you break down numbers, right? He's going to look at a women's segment doing this well, and I'm sure the Britt Baker segment when she had that match a while back did well. And he's going to think, I can afford to do this more. And that's great. That's fantastic, right? So for us, you know, as fans of that style of wrestling, I, and I, I think I think Tay's a superstar. She is. I, I think she just with a couple years, she she could be absolutely everything. Absolutely, she's a uh, light years better. Not better is the wrong term. I think too. We we were talking about how a lack of doing house shows and pandemic lacking the amount of time everybody had. These guys have all gotten now to where they're kind of not only working together a little more, but also kind of understanding what the company in general is trying to do. They're working with the people who help them book the matches a little more. Yeah. And you can just see continuity whenever these people touch. Yes. I think the overall vision of AEW has been more uh, just clear. In yeah, recent times? Absolutely. Especially these past couple of weeks where I'm like, right. okay, okay. Right. Well, you said that you had seen uh, Sammy put a, on his, on his Twitter feed yeah, or Instagram uh, one. Yeah, in his vlog, they, it was just in the background, but it had like a, a whiteboard that had a list of like gim- gimmick matches, low blows, post-match beatdowns, stuff like that, like things that would happen. And they have, or, or like one that I really liked was body part. Mm-hmm. So if you're working an arm in one match on Dynamite, you don't want to be 
two matches later doing the exact same right. thing. Right. It's just for keeping track of and not letting any one thing be too present on their shows, which I feel like because there was like there was a while where it was kind of running together in terms of stuff, like especially post match beatdowns. Right. Every match was a post match beatdown. And I get it. I I, pr- I prefer a post match beatdown to like a, a disqualification finish. Right. If that makes sense. Right. Um. I'm with you on that. But to just, yeah, it just feels more clean, right? Start to finish, like I, things happen, and it, 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 it might be a little a little wonky. Like again, the this thing Luchasaurus thing, I don't think it detracted too much from the match. I did think it detracted a little bit. There was just no reason. There was just no real reason for. And it's not like something I'm like, whoa. I'm just like, you don't put. They're not gonna. You, you don't put <laughs> two. Of your, you just don't put two of your best wrestlers out there, and in have a. And right into the middle of it, a time period where I'm going to take my eyes off of them. Let them con- let them tell this continuous story over because it was great. Yes, you know what I mean. And it was and, it, and why would and why on earth would Sting and Luchasaurus have heat with each other? That's it's they're both baby faces. It's very confusing, but it, again, like what we were saying, although earlier, birds and lizards do not get along. You are so right. Thank you. <sighs> I think, yeah. <laughs> okay. So it was a good week watching wrestling. Great week watching wrestling. All right, man. This has been a Go Home Heat production. Check out our friends at the Gin Project, G-I-N-N, project.com. For my man, Jared, for me, KP, for Ray, uh, supervising, oh, producer I'm, I'm, extraordinaire. I'm, I'm here. I didn't know. I didn't. I don't even think you guys knew I was here. Whoa, Ray's here. I I, I, I don't even think the people listening knew I was here. Copyright 2021. Go home. Go home. Go. Home.